Colombia's presidential election is a stark warning to governments everywhere, including ours. Hello, I'm Steve Forbes, and this is What's Ahead, where you get the insights you need to better navigate these turbulent times. Sunday's presidential election in Colombia was a shocker. Two utterly non-establishment candidates won the top spots and will face each other in a runoff on June 19th. The frontrunner is a one-time leftist guerrilla who vows a radical economic upheaval, including going after the country's crucial oil industry, raising taxes on the rich, and other assorted socialist nostrums. His opponent is a former real estate developer who campaigned as an anti-corruption populist and who, until days before the voting, was seen as a fringe candidate. The traditional political candidate finished a distant third. What does this have to do with the U.S. political scene? What's happening in Colombia and other countries represents a deep dissatisfaction with current approaches to the economy. Regardless of party labels, incumbent governments everywhere are regarded as not being able to deliver the goods. Chile, a few months ago, elected a socialist with strong communist support who is pushing a new constitution that will enable him to upend what had been a free market economy with low levels of poverty. But in recent years, pro-growth reforms were no longer pursued, leading to a stagnation that was exacerbated by pandemic lockdowns and inflation. Stagnation and corruption gave Mexico a president hell-bent on anti-growth, anti-democratic changes. Argentina, Bolivia, and Peru are now ruled by anti-market leaders. Brazil looks set to return a corrupt leftist former president back into the presidential palace. It's not only Latin America. Australia just tossed out a conservative government because of inflation and unhappiness over recent pandemic policies. In France, a virtual fascist made a soberingly strong bid for the presidency. Anger with a lack of performance has Prime Minister Boris Johnson in Britain an underdog against a resurgent Labour Party. And here in the U.S., President Biden's tax and spend and regulation program is so unpopular that Democrats look set to lose both houses of Congress this November. Exacerbating this sour mood is the anxiety that a largely peaceful world order is ominously unraveling. Insufficient aid to Ukraine and an ugly global food crisis resulting from this conflict could still give Putin a victory of sorts. China may well conclude from the Ukraine war that despite early setbacks, persistence can win against what it sees as a decadent, declining West. On the economic front, most all leaders refuse to embrace time-proven policies of growth, low tax rates, stable currencies, and sensible regulations. Take Colombia. Tax rates are high. Combined employer-employee payroll taxes, for instance, come to an eye-popping 37.5%, two and a half times the U.S.'s. The currency over the years has been weak. Starting illegal business is not easy. No wonder experts estimate that some 60% of Colombians work in the illegal informal economy to survive. The lesson is clear of what succeeds and what doesn't. I'm Steve Forbes. Thanks for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions. I look forward to being with you soon again. Oh,